Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. She says, it's time to get out of your own way and step into your greatness. And you're thinking... That sounds awesome. But how do I do that? And what in the world does stepping into your greatness have to do with money? Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Gaines. It will expand your brain. Being a podcaster is so interesting. There are some interviews that I know are just going to be freaking awesome from the moment that I start talking. And this episode, my friend, is one of them. Karen is a success coach, not one of those that dishes out advice that is fluffy and unattainable, but Karen's somebody who motivates you in all the best ways to step into who you're meant to be. And I think when we talk about greatness, we think that that means you have to be perfect or wealthy or recognized as an expert, et cetera, et cetera. But what I've learned is that being great means that I'm just using the skills and talents I was born with to contribute a little bit of Shauna into this world. And I want you to feel empowered to do the same. 
And oh, by the way, yes, it actually has a lot to do with how you make and grow your money. Karen, I am so excited to have you join us on the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Shauna. It's a pleasure. I wanted to jump right in and I feel like we're going to cover like so many amazing gems in this episode. But one of the things I wanted to talk about first on your website, I was doing a little, you know, investigative research and you say that it's time to get out of our own way and into greatness. And I read these messages all the time and I'm like, yes, yes. But how, how do we get out of our way? How do we get into our own greatness? Are there any practical tips you can offer for actually the how of doing this? Yeah, absolutely. I do it for a living. And um, there is a process that will absolutely get you out of the blocks and into the greatness. But the most important thing about that sentence is the suggestion that you have blocks. Everybody does. Essentially, if you're not living to the fullness of your desires, to the expectations that you have for your life, it's because something is blocking you. And usually, um, I have personally found it's very hard to uncover these by yourselves. And the reason they're called blind spots is because they are blind to you and, um, or you are blind to them rather more accurately said, right? And what we want to do is start to understand what exactly is in the way and reverse that and profoundly transform the way we think so that the things that we experience become vastly different. So the best thing that you can start doing to uncover your blocks and reveal your greatness or step into your greatness is read. The first thing you can do is before coaching, before anything else, is start diving into books that will start uh, to expand your mind, meaning will begin to offer you a few alternatives to the reality or the perspective that you currently have of your life. You're talking about money here, right? Right. Money's the most common place in which we see blocks. It's just about as sexy as talking about sex. Most people have bugaboos about it and they don't really know that they have bugaboos about it because it's not really nice to talk about it, right? Yes. Um, so how are you going to know that you have bugaboos about it? Well, here's how you know. Your bank account continually becomes empty, which is a very frustrating way to be. <laughs> My dad always liked to say, Karen, would you rather be poor or rich? Rich, dad, I would always say rich. I'd rather be rich. And well, the way to rich is to start understanding how you really do think about money, what your blind spots are. And usually your blind spots are negative feelings, negative emotions, negative beliefs that you have around the subjects that's bugging you. You can't really think positively about money by picking up a Susie Orman book if you have negative beliefs about money. Because number one, she will annoy the crap out of you. She annoys the crap out of me. And I'm number, right, th- I'm right, right there with you, my friend. Like, I mean, <laughs> I love that she has this wonderful service, but who cares about a how-to guide to saving when you can't, you know, rub two shekels together, right? Yes. So instead, why don't we start thinking about how we're thinking about money and why, when we think about money, we immediately focus on ha- not having money and how nobody ever has money and how I can't make money versus how I can make money, how capable I am, and what is available to me. And that's the beginning of uncovering your blind spots. It's just confronting them. And again, books will help you. Coaching will, of course, take you 100% of the way. And how much does our family of origin play into maybe blind spots that we have around success or around money? Well, I think that I'm, I'm 42 now, and um, which makes me an exennial, not a millennial. <laughs> um, and I I like to say that after the age of 30, it's not, it's time to stop blaming your parents for everything that's gone wrong in your life. Cause you've already had a lot of practice momentum beyond high school and their formative years. 
So I don't believe that subconscious emotion uh, feelings are really guiding us that much. They're not in the forefront of our minds. So you probably can do a 50-50. It's the family and it's also society. Because think about how your messages or the core messages that you pick up as a child are reinforced. As a child, you learn whether you're a good girl or a bad boy, uh, that boys don't cry, that you should marry rich, that uh, money doesn't grow on trees and other things that we pick up. We pick up gems like this all the time, right, Shana? Yeah, for sure. Well, society reinforces them. Right, yeah. Because after that, you step into a world of teachers and after the world of teachers, you step into a world of peers and God forbid you end up on Instagram and then you <laughs> really start getting bombarded with beliefs like you should have a yacht by now. And at which point you start asking yourself the question, why don't I have a yacht? And then you really associate it back to your dad saying that money doesn't grow on trees. So it's sort of a vicious cycle that we're all in. But what's really created this is a, a nonstop pursuit of self-esteem. Now, I know that self-esteem sounds like a good term, not a bad term. Confidence is good, right? Right, right. Yeah. Wrong. Confidence and self-esteem are of the ego. They're bravado. And while they're wonderful to get you through a presentation or they're wonderful to get you through a podcast like yours, what you really need is self-acceptance is the understanding of who you are and why you are the way you are and a forgiveness towards yourself for how you are and a compassion towards yourself for where you are. And when you reach there, you can start really creating with joy rather than pursuing, 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 because self-esteem really trips you up. Self-esteem depends on what you achieve and how you rank yourself as a result of what you have achieved or what you look like or what you have attained versus the rest of society, which means that it's very volatile. It means that the second you're a little bit poorer, you're going to start thinking you're a loser. Or if you fail, it's going to walk out the door. Self-esteem isn't really worth very much, Shana. And yeah. that's kind of what's gone terribly wrong. What's gone terribly wrong is that the beliefs have been have been paired with a constant pursuit. And they end up with people sort of ending up in this place where they're not just frustrated about not being able to make money. They are judging themselves enormously for not having made money. And that is a very difficult place to be. Wow, that is so powerful what you just said and so very true. I mean, that's something that I've struggled with, you know, in my own life is is that element of self-acceptance. So let's say that, you know, let's unpack that a little bit. And I know this is a lot of work that you do with people, but how do you begin to make strides in the self-acceptance space? Are there exercises you can do? Are there things you should focus on or not focus on? Like, what does that look like? Absolutely. In addition to reading, which I recommend with all my heart, and I can give you a full list of great books uh, three to five books that all of your listeners should begin to dive into from the work of Louise Hay to the very hilarious work of Jen Sincero. Um, that starts you thinking in a new direction and thinking about yourself in a new direction. But in addition, I'm going to give your audience two tips. The first is now we're going to touch on the Brene Brown tag, uh, hot buzzword, right? Yes. <laughs> vulnerability. Start ex exercising vulnerability. What you're really experiencing when you're not in self-acceptance is insecurity. Self-esteem, actually, I believe, is insecurity, the reliance yeah. on self-esteem. And if you are battling with insecurity, and P.S., everyone is, um, the best thing you can do is start living in a state of vulnerability. And for those who don't know Brene Brown, I'm going to give you a very, very brief, quick, and easy definition of vulnerability. Vulnerability 
is the ability to show up as authentically who you are. No lying, no pretenses, no curated life on Instagram. No, I'm all good. I have all the answers. Just who you are and operating from there. And in order to do that, you're going to accept that vulnerability is not weakness. I know that the word sounds like weakness, but it's not. Vulnerability is power. Think about it. Who is stronger? Michael Phelps, undefeated Olympic champion, or Michael Phelps, Olympic champion who speaks openly about his struggles with mental health? Yeah, absolutely. The second, for sure. Right. In my opinion. Yes. And I, I think most people would agree with you. Karen, who speaks openly about her incredible success as a coach, or Karen talks to you about the painful and filled with failure journey to get here, or the, the state of becoming that we all go through. That's the first thing you could do is start speaking honestly about yourself from a place that knows that you didn't mess up and that careers are not ruined by one mistake and that you can rise again and you should have this compassion from your, for yourself and be honest because people will love you more for it, not less. And the second thing I'd like to give you as a tip is, and this is the most important one for our time, Shauna, stop beating yourself up. I think that people, well, I work with overachievers, so perfectionism runs rampant with them, but I don't know what you're talking about because I'm I'm clearly not one of those. <laughs> Obviously, none of us are. We're totally normal, right? Yeah. But we totally. Do. Yeah, right. Think about the competitiveness that you see on Instagram. Think how many times have you heard people say, "Why do you have a podcast and I don't?" or "Why is Gwyneth Paltrow doing so well while I'm not?" or "Why is this person ha- and I can't believe I didn't make it to this and this is the reason I always fail and I'm such a crappy person." I'll tell you a great story. Um, about what beating yourself up looks like, because it's usually about the silliest, most, more, most mundane things. It's not just about beating yourself up for not having the money to buy your house of your dreams when you're 30. Right. The real thing that trips you up is the beating yourself up in small moments. So I recently did the Goop conference. Oh, yeah. In Goop Health. Yeah, I loved it. And I had so much fun and I made amazing, amazing friends. And all of them are gluten-free. I am not. Um <laughs> I I am a healthy eater and I do care very much about the gym. And I totally get when you're a celiac that you have to mind this, but the gluten-free for dietary purposes is is beyond me. Um, Anyway, we had a gluten-free dinner over here at the house. And I also created a menu that was, you know, fit for regular people who eat gluten. And it was a replica of each other's menu, including the cupcakes. One version of the cupcakes was gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free, and one cupcake was delicious. (laughs) <laughs> unfortunately, I, I am. And unfortunately, one of my guests reached for a cupcake that was full deliciousness. Can right. you imagine what happened after that when this wonderful guest discovered that she had partaken in the wrong cupcake? Do tell. Well, Ryan, my partner, and I now call this fun episode Cupcake Gate because it really was a a mini meltdown. Just, I can't believe this happened. And why did this happen? And how did I do that? And this is why I stay in the state. And it's going to take me months to get over this and real things like that. Yeah. Now we see this all the time. Don't you know a friend who will never skip a workout because they really think that it's a detrimental thing to their well-being, or a person who just works in a punishing pace or a person who beats themselves up for making a small mistake at work or for having gotten one thing wrong, or for having insulted a friend inadvertently. For sure, yeah. Well, 
The big problem is not that they made a mistake. The big problem is that they're beating themselves up. And in the book, Perfectionism, the psychoanalyst Paul Hewitt writes that that inner critic that they have going on against them is like a bully beating the crap out of a tiny child. And I really do believe that that's what ends up tripping you up and also strips you of the strength, the power to not only spot your blind spots, but also do something about them because you're tripping yourself up all the time. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M.
Go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows. Beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. So I love all of your Ask Shauna questions. They are always amazing. And I have a complete backlog of Ask Shauna questions. But I wanted to start something new in the middle of the podcast episodes. And I wanted to start a segment called Money in Five. And this is where I take five minutes 
minutes-ish. Sometimes it might be three minutes. Sometimes it might be a little bit more than five minutes. But to talk about a money topic, a money issue, something in the news around money, a story that comes up, just anything that I come across in the week that kind of pops into my head that I think, wow, that might be interesting to chat about. So there's been some articles out lately this week about this company called Frontier Bundles that is in Utah. And they came out with this challenge, if you will. They call it the 1K flip phone challenge. Have you seen this? So they set up on their website a submission form and a whole bunch of information. And what they're challenging is, do you think you can skip your smartphone for a week? If you can, if you can use a flip phone for a week, they're willing to give a thousand bucks. Now, of course, there are some caveats. They're only choosing one person <laughs> to be up for this challenge. And I think they've received something around 30,000 entries. So the odds aren't great, but they're still encouraging people to submit and to be really fun with your submission. So why would you be the perfect fit for this particular challenge? And I'm sure they're looking for entries of people that are like, I'm going to just die or disintegrate <laughs> if I can't use my smartphone. But way back in the 90s, when flip phones and really everybody having a phone was the big thing, uh, probably a lot of you listening, you might have been even small or not even born in the 90s, which is is just kind of blows my mind. But when flip phones came out, I remember, I mean, it was like the thing, like you had to have a flip phone, but it didn't do anything. All it did was call places. But when the phone came out, it was like this, the greatest invention ever to be able to just call somebody, pull the phone out of your purse or wherever you keep the phone, your back pocket and make a phone call. So then, of course, when we evolved and uh, Apple came out with the iPhone, it was like, what is this thing? We can text? What the heck is texting? And wait, now we can use social media on our phone? I mean, it was just like the the biggest, I don't want to say best invention ever, because for a lot of us, it's made our life a little bit more complicated, but it definitely was quite an evolution process in, I think, really what was like a small period of time. So I know for a lot of us, smartphone uh, is kind of the vein of our existence, and it really can mess us up with our money <laughs> because it's so easy to just buy now or look at a picture uh, of your friend on Instagram and go immediately to the link and purchase something. It just is, I, I, everything's at our fingertips. And of course, it's not getting, it's not getting easier. I mean, technology is just going to continue to evolve. And I think a lot of the technology that's on the smartphone is great. I mean, the fact that you can do your budget on your phone, that you can create a will, that you can do all of these really interesting money things. You basically can become your own financial planner all within your phone. That's super exciting, especially for people who don't have a couple of thousand dollars to pay a financial planner. And even if you did, I could still argue with you that using your phone and some of the apps is so much, uh, so much a better use of your time and your money. But 
I think it's interesting. I'm going to be really interested to see uh, how this challenge ends up and whether this person that is picked actually can use the flip phone for a week. But I think it would be way cooler if they picked more than just one person. Like, I feel like one person, $1,000, I'm kind of like, can't we do better than $1,000 for one person? Like, why not give 10 people or 20 people this challenge and have it be super interesting and document, like, are you freaking out that you can't use, you know, you can't text or you can't use your social media icons? I don't know. It's just interesting. What do you think? Would you give up your smartphone for a week for a thousand bucks if that meant you could only use a flip phone? So like on a daily daily practice then, if we're if we're cultivating a good mindset around success and balance and wellness, whatever that word is for for you, are there different things that we should be doing, you know, are there, are there mantras? Are there journaling? Are there, or is this just something different for each person? And it's up to each one of us to proactively figure this out. Yeah, it's different for each person. I don't think that it's prescriptive. I've, uh, my coaching process is, uh, is structured a certain way. And those are tools, what you're describing are just tools. At the end of the day, if you don't change the mindset, if you don't change the root cause of what is causing you to behave a certain way, gratitude journaling is going to do nothing for you. It's like in the beginning of my uh, transformation, I, I heard Tony Robbins uh, talk about affirmations and then I copied his affirmations. I started jumping up and down like a wild person in my living room and yelling, abundance is flowing through me and to me. <laughs> but you know what the problem is with that, Shana? If you don't believe that abundance is flowing to you and through you, if you've never experienced abundance flowing through you and to you, if you haven't hacked your mindset and understood why you don't expect abundance to flow through you, you're just a crazy person jumping up and down in the living room. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. And you, if it hasn't worked so far, if you've tried so many things and it hasn't worked so far, then I recommend with all my heart, put down the Susie Orman and actually address the issues. Get some help around here. I found help when I was ready to say, you know what? I'm sick of complaining. I'm sick of trying to figure this out by myself. I'm going to get some help. And it worked. And it works for lots of people. So it's really worth everybody's while to do the work properly rather than hack the system. And to start speaking to themselves more nicely, which is what we were talking about before. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm just a huge believer in asking for help. I've been very open on this podcast, sharing my own battles with anxiety and depression and going to acupuncture and therapy and all sorts of things and and having real conversations because I feel like there is this air of wanting to pretend like we're perfect. And perfectionism is, I, I think, a, a terrible thing to strive for because it takes you out of anything that is a healthy mindset. And so, you know, anybody listening who maybe is resonating with this, like, I really encourage you to seek help because you seek help or you go talk to someone doesn't mean you're a, a terrible person or you've done things wrong. It's just you're you're doing a good thing by trying to help somebody like yourself or somebody else guide you through this. You're completely right. We are living in an era of anxiety. You're certainly not unique in this. I'm also a volunteer suicide counselor with Crisis Text Line, um, one of their top level counselors. And 
you can text. Anyone out there can text 741-741 and you will be connected to a seasoned counselor immediately. And we are more than happy to help you discreetly walk through absolutely any problem you may have. It's not coaching. It's crisis counseling, meaning you should be in a crisis. Otherwise, please don't clog up the line. But yes. you, you must take up mental health uh, in a very, very serious way because you deserve peace. And here's the deal. There are a couple of things that go with this. Number one, if you don't find your own peace, you can't create any peace around you. You can't help anybody else. And number two, well, Shana, we've been around for as as long as we've been around. And I think anybody would agree that there is no such thing as perfection aside from the perfection of the universe. There is. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's perfect in its flaws. We must accept that the only perfection is flawed and that the pursuit of perfection is nothing but escapism really yeah that that is definitely true so how did you make your way into success coaching is this something that you know you've always had on your heart no not at all <laughs> what, I, what i always had on my heart was to be super successful in absolutely every way just like everybody else i picked up the same belief system that everybody picks up um when i graduated from the first and second, um, I went to really, really good schools. And after that, after going to the right quote unquote schools, I got the right job in the fashion industry. Uh, this was around the time The Devil Wears Prada is the big movie. And I worked for Cosmopolitan. I actually did get a job offer at Vogue, but at the time they were not hiring um, foreigners. Right. Um, I'm Israeli. So I ended up not getting that job, which absolutely broke my heart. But I stayed in the fashion industry for many years in the publishing industry. And these were all wonderful, wonderful successes. And at the same time, I then got married to a tall man who speaks several languages, which I think as anybody out there is listening knows is definitely what you should marry. <laughs> um, so I'm married to the right guy. I'm in the right career. I've got the right education. I was very thin, still pretty thin, but definitely not like then. And so I did everything right. But my life felt absolutely miserable to me. I mean, just miserable. So it looked really, really good on Instagram. But it definitely wasn't the life that I really wanted to go for. So I started to ask myself really big questions that maybe I would have asked before, but I didn't know how to ask them. I didn't know that my life was terrible. I was doing everything right. Like what had gone wrong, right? Right, right. Well, it turns out that when you make decisions from a pursuit of self-esteem and of perfectionism, you end up getting an enormous amount of crap. I didn't love that husband. I was in a miserable and abusive relationship. The jobs were just fine, but the truth is I didn't think that they were anywhere near my potential and they were exhausting too. They were burning me out. Um, in addition to that, I wasn't living where I wanted to live. I just didn't see my life as a reflection of who I really am. And that was because I don't think I knew who I really was. And that's when I reached for what I had previously thought was unthinkable and that's self-help and the world of coaching. And from Tony Robbins, I'm, I found Jen Sincero. And after Jen Sincero, I found Kathleen Woodward, Woodward Thomas. And after that, I found Gina DeVee. And many, many coaches later, I started thinking that maybe overachievers could use a faster program. And so I created my own and put it out there. And it was, believe it or not, an instant success. And I believe it was because by the time I released it, I had done so much of the inner work that yeah. it was just it was just ready to go. What and do you see? What do you see as some of like the common ways that the overachievers or entrepreneurs in that space hold themselves back? Are there any common threads? 
Yeah, there are. The the big tripper-upper for most people, for the general audience, is certainty. They need to feel safe. They need to feel secure. So they're very comfort zone driven. But overachievers are not comfort zone driven. They don't have a problem at all. They move very, very fast. However, they are status driven. And they do care a lot about what other people think. And that's the biggest thing that trips them up. The fear of what other people will think and how other people will judge them. So they tend to not take the big decisions in their life that should be true to who they really are because they care so much what other people think. Wow. That's just, I'm, I'm sort of just letting that one sink in because I've definitely had that over my career and struggled with that at different times and, and, and really tried to, to push past that. And, you know, it's easy to say, well, I don't care what other people think. Uh, but that's a hard one, I think, for a lot of people to actually like consciously move past. I know. That's why I created a second and third series. Because the thing is, with coaching, the first time you do coaching, you're really going to understand yourself a lot better. You're going to get to know yourself a lot better. The big problem is you still have to go out in the world and meet other people. Right. (laughs) And other people (laughs) are not there to please you. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) I know. They're not there to please you. They're not there to agree with you. And until you start to understand that they are not supposed to please you, And they are supposed to be living their own life. And it shouldn't matter very much because it's just their vantage point. You won't get to absolutely adore them the way that they deserve to be adored. Yeah, that, that's such a great point. So I, I've got to ask you, you shared a story with me about uh, the last day you said you were broke and yeah. your encounter with a Latin American superstar. And I'm super intrigued. <laughs> so... Let's say that some people out there in your audience, they just haven't figured out money yet. They really haven't figured out how to make it flow. Do you think that those people would be ready to hear a hack, a basic teeny tiny mindset hack that could really make a difference? Sure. Absolutely. I think so too, Shauna. So the main problem, and this is just an overview problem with people not having as much money as they uh, want to have, which is infinitely abundant is that instead of focusing on how much money is available to them, they focus on their empty bank account, right? You're focusing on the absence of the money that you want. You focus on the absence. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. I hear that a thousand times a day. It's adorable, really. Well, I, I used to be like this too. I used to be like this too for many years. And I have been earning a lot of money since I was very young. And, but I still managed to spend all of it away. Like I'm Mike Tyson on a teeny tiny level. I love it. And so former Mike Tyson me was always just netting out a zero. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. Now there comes a point where I go broke again. This is a few years ago, but I have already been coached to within an inch of my life. I really know this stuff already. Now, there's a big difference between intellectually understanding things and starting to act from it. But this was the first, this is a story of the first time I acted from the place that was coached rather than from old Karen. So I'm, I'm looking at my bank account. It was a Friday morning. I'll never forget it. My bank account shows $37. I live in Manhattan, Shauna. Do you know how much $37 will get you? Yeah, I live in Los Angeles. So I have a, I have an inkling. Like I thought, I'm not going to make it to lunch today. I'm practically dead. And then I'm about to start replaying the old version of the Karen story. I don't have enough money. I'll never have enough money. I, this is terrible. I did this to myself. And instead, 
I decided to play a trick on myself and focus. I'm sorry. Do you hear the cat? I love it. Come on. It's, it's I, adding so much great background. I know. I'm really sorry about that. That's Moose. And she obviously loves this story. So um, I say to myself instead, Karen, let's not focus on I don't have enough money. This time, let's focus on my bank account is open and ready to receive. Now, do you see what I did there? I didn't lie to myself. The bank account's still open. The bank yes. account's still empty, but this time it's not empty and I'm going to die, but it's open and ready to receive. And this primes me to focusing on the availability of money versus on the absence of money. And then I wrote down my favorite writing exercise ever. If you'd like, I will give it to you right now. Yes, please do. It's called the magic 20. The magic 20 is really magic and really 20. It's super simple. Once you understand what you want, a.k.a. money, you write down 20 action steps, the 20 logical, easiest, fastest magic steps to getting that which you want. And it's got to be 20 because three are going to be real easy. And 20, I promise you, is going to be a stretch. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes that makes amazing sense. Yeah. Okay. So I wake up, bank account open and ready to receive magic 20. Uh, I came up with ideas uh, of people who had been interested in working with me, but just hadn't closed the deal that I hadn't followed up with. I came up with stuff that I could sell. I came up with uh, a couple of things that I could sell actually to friends that had asked me for, and I was now ready to sell. I came up with a whole bunch of other alternative sources of money. For example, I realized that I also had a ton of miles of airline miles. That's money, right? That is, that is definitely money. So I'm focusing in all of these directions on what I already have and that is money. And then I decided, look, if you're going to be broke, why be broke in New York when you can be broke in Miami? Good so point. I cashed in those airline miles for a first class ticket to Miami. And on that plane, I end up seated next to Lily Estefan. Lilia Stefan is Gloria Estefan's niece. She has been a huge TV host on Telemundo for 20 plus years. She's a huge superstar. And well, she's sitting next to me on a plane. What do you do? Well, I'm a coach. What do you do? Oh, I'm a superstar. <laughs> and we became friends and we chatted all, uh, all through the flight. We got grounded actually ended up, she ended up making all of these hilarious videos and posting them on Instagram of how she got grouted with her life coach. And so by the time I landed in Miami, I want to tell you what happened. By the time I landed in Miami, my Instagram following had quadrupled. I had several bookings from Latin America of people who heard about me through Lilia Stefan and wanted to take my program. And I made, are you sitting down from yes. the magic 20 steps that I took? $7,000 by 3 p.m. that afternoon. Wow. And from that moment on, I have never uttered the words, I don't have any money ever again. Wow, that's such a great story. I love that. Like there's so many different elements there. <laughs> Thank you. The main point I'd like to make is this. Money is energy. Money is currency. Currency is energy. Money is energy. It's supposed to come in and out. It's supposed to come in and out. And we start to understand that it's supposed to come in. Also, you start focusing on how it can always be regenerated no matter where you are. Wow, Karen. I mean, this has been amazing. You have given us so many good things to think about. I just, I feel like this is an episode we could listen to over and over again. I'd love for you to tell the listeners 
where they can go to connect with you and find out more about you. With immense pleasure. I'm at www.kerenelda.com. That's kerenelda.com and at Coach Karen on Instagram. And again, it's Karen with two E's. And I'd love to hear from each and every one of you guys. And if Shauna will allow me, I'd be very, very thrilled to share a couple of great reading tips that you can find when you download this episode. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Listen, at the end of the day, I, I think that all of us need money, right? I think so. I mean, I kind of important. <laughs> I say money touches every aspect of our lives. I dare you to come up with something that money isn't somehow involved in. It's so true. And whenever you feel a block against it and money isn't everything, well, you know, I hate to break it to you, but at some point you will be hungry and you will be health, healthless and you will need it. And then it's really going to come in handy. So make friends with it. It's a nice thing. Thanks so much for checking out this episode and a big thanks to our sponsors that make this show possible. Remember to subscribe in your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. But before you leave, I want to empower you to embrace where you are today, the good and the not so good. And remember, nothing lasts forever. Just keep taking small steps every day and remember how awesome you truly are.